0: Events for Breakfast, your go-to guide for advice, top tips and events industry insights. My podcast is delivered in bite-sized chunks to help you digest information and expand your events expertise. Hi everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Events for Breakfast podcast. How are you all doing out there? I'm Kelly Frew, your podcast host. And I can't quite believe that we are on episode 10 of season four, that we are rattling through this season, aren't we? And I have to say, every single week now, I'm getting so many messages from people saying how much they're enjoying listening, whether they're on their walks, their runs, or on their commute to work. So I'm really, really enjoying all of your comments and feedback. So thank you very much for keep reaching out. It does mean a lot to the whole team. Now for this week's episode, we are focusing in again on our students. And I think it's a really important thing to focus on students and the support networks out there for them because they are our future events profs and they are so intelligent and so talented. And I want to make sure that they're getting as much support as possible. Now the young man that I'm interviewing this week is a true inspiration actually. Not only is he studying international festival and event management, he's also got a marketing executive role and he is also the president of the Edinburgh Napier Event Society. I tell you what, I don't think I was doing quite this much when I was his age. But he is—he is a true inspiration, like I say. And we had such a wonderful chat around the society about his aspirations for the future, and those support networks that that society brings for students. So, are you all ready? Let's go and meet Brody now. Brody, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. How are you doing?
1: I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on.
0: Oh, I know. It's great to have you on. And we're going to, we've got lots to talk about. um, And I want to find out more about your role as president and and yourself and what you do. But first of all, I always like to start so the listeners get to know you a little bit. Okay. So tell me about you, Brody, and tell me how you got involved in sort of the events industry as you are right now. And yeah, just tell me a bit about yourself.
1: Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, I am a fourth-year event management student. So, um, for for the people listening in England, I know that might sound a bit strange, but in Scotland we do four-year degrees as opposed to three-year degrees. Yeah. So I'm I'm a final year event management student. Um, in addition to that, I am the president of Edinburgh Napier Event Society. So, um, I do a lot through through that uh, a lot of student events and stuff like that. Um, so. I have worked on a student event in Edinburgh called Meadows Marathon over the past two years, um, which I'm sure I'll come back to speak about later on, um, as well as delivering virtual conferences and stuff like that. So there's a lot of opportunities that come through um, the event society. Um, in terms of my day job, I work in marketing, but still for an events company. So still within industry. And I absolutely love doing that so I think that's probably where I've found my my strong suit and I think that's probably the direction I'm going to go in I think in terms of how I got here um it's a bit bit of a strange one kind of I think um so I was in school and I remember I was in my last year of school and I was I yeah. don't know what I'm doing like I don't know where I'm going um and I'd been considering doing things like politics and like geography and just random things. <laughs> and I remember I was in the final year of school and they said, OK, um, someone needs to organise the prom. Someone needs to organise the Leavers Bowl. And I was like, oh, that actually might be quite fun. That might be that might be up my street. So what I did was I went along and I put my name down for it. And I was the last person to put my name down because yeah. um I wasn't sure I, I was like oh, it might be fun but it might be rubbish um and then I ended up getting the chairman so I got the top position <laughs> and I was like oh right okay now I need to organize the ball and it was so much fun like I loved every minute of it and I think just seeing my my last year of school that was my thing like I was just like constantly like focused on that and working with the team to make sure that the ball was as good as it could be and then I was like, "Why? There's nothing saying that I need to stop doing this type of thing now, so I may as well carry this on." And I was always interested in kind of hospitality and the behind-the-scenes type of stuff, um, and how operations can seem really, really polished from a, a attendee perspective, but yeah. like there's tons going on behind the scenes. And I think that was kind of what made me think, right? I want to go into events. So then I ended up um, applying for university um, and then I got my conditional offer and I was like, oh, I don't, don't know if I'm going to meet those conditions, but then I, it really sort of de- determined me, um, got got my head down in the last year of school and I managed to get the grades that I needed to get into university. And that's kind of where I am now. Then everything led on to another. I think there's, there's one person in particular that I met at uni who kind of, made me realise that when you're in uni you need to put in as much as you want to get out and really encouraged me to grab opportunities and that's kind of how I'm in the position that I'm in now where um, I'm very grateful and um, very glad that I'm about to leave uni but I still have lots of practical experience as well as a theoretical experience that you obviously pick up through a university course
0: absolutely and i think what happened like what i'm i'm a massive believer in that things are and everything happens for the reason and the whole fact mm-hmm. that you got to do your graduation ball and and then you sort of mm-hmm. fell into it and then you 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 got the grades that you wanted to do to get to get yourself to uni and then you put in the hard yeah. work and the hard graft to get yourself to president everything happens for a reason i'm not saying that everything just falls into place because you worked hard for it but it was mm-hmm. obviously meant to be for you though well that's how i feel anyway so yeah yeah, yeah.
1: i mean and, do you know do you know what there's there's um there's one thing that I always think of that that is just exactly what you were saying there and it was at the start of my final year of school when I was going through this period of oh, I don't know what I'm going to do, I applied to do a year abroad um, teaching English to speakers um, of other languages Yeah, and I was going to do it in like Thailand or Africa or something like that but I remember I had to go away to like a assessment selection thing on a very remote island in Scotland but I didn't end up getting it and um, the reason that they didn't give me it, it was because they said I was too extroverted so yeah I remember my school were like crying out loud but um, yeah I, re- I remember um, getting to the end of sixth year so my last year of school and thinking to myself if I had got that then I wouldn't have ended up doing the leavers ball because I would have been so preoccupied with trying to fundraise so I could go away and I wouldn't have ended up where I am now and I always think to myself imagine I'd ended up doing that year abroad like my life would be so different and I think I'd probably enjoy the path that I'm on now more than I would have enjoyed the year abroad so yeah totally absolutely what you were saying
0: trust in the process I completely believe that now you've showed your passion already that you've got for events you really have and um you know you've achieved a lot already but going go into the specifics around like what is it about events that absolutely drives you each day and gets you out of bed and inspires you
1: yeah I mean I think um as event managers we're all kind of we tend to have the same um in motivating things like I love the fact that as I was saying earlier We're creating experiences yeah and we're giving off the illusion that everything's just runs like clockwork and stuff like that and you know but there's so much behind it um and I think as well going into that the fact that there's so much behind it I I like the fact that it's a series of quite administrative tasks that then culminate in this big kind of climactic moment when you're delivering the event and I love that feeling of just taking a step back when you're at one of your events, you know, like, oh there's so much work that's gone into this and here we are. And it's just so rewarding. Yeah. Um, I think as well, given the past year um, of isolation within people, mm-hmm. I love the fact that events are giving people a chance to reconnect. That's certainly something that I think we've found within the event society over the past I mean, to be fair, we've only delivered one uh, in-person event since the start of the academic year, but I just love that atmosphere and being able to bring people together. And I think over the past year, the importance of that has just is shining through so much stronger than it has before.
0: Absolutely, and like you say, whether that's in person or virtually, you know, it's connecting people, isn't it? And at a time when we're we were all in our homes and not really be able to do much and see people, you know, whether it was physically, it's physically or virtually, you know, it's that connection piece that I love about events. It is bringing people together and giving them that opportunity to build partnerships, communities, and relationships. Now, Mm -hmm. you know, Brody, you've achieved a lot in your in your in your um in your time in events, and um, I'd love to hear more about your role as president of the um, Edinburgh. Napier Napier, I've said that right, event society and and what you do as a society, because you know, we all if we've been to uni, then we all know that these societies are really important. It's an important part of sort of being at uni. So talk to me about it. What do you guys do?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they they are hugely important. I think professional societies are um, you know, you get you get a lot of universities that don't have that many societies, and it seems that the professional ones are the last ones that start to kind of um have that are be founded really people tend to start with the sports and stuff like that but I think the value of the event society is just huge for students I think it augments what you're learning in uni with experience among other things I would say that we have two main roles within the event society and I would say that the First one is um, facilitating student events, so we will basically, if a student wants to organise an event, they can pitch it to us and we'll say, yeah, we're happy to sign off and we'll support this. And then things like financial support and stuff like that, we're there to then provide. But then this also means that we can provide experience for our members, because what we'll do is we'll say, who wants to join the subcommittee for this event? And we have a recruitment process and then we'll have roles within each subcommittee so that they're kind of operating as many businesses. Yeah. And I think that gives our members like such a valuable opportunity to actually see how events work and, and like the the skills like budgeting, you know, putting a budget together and then making sure that that budget's followed Yeah. Uh, is something that the university experience, you know, we do learn an awful lot about budgeting. I mean, I've done a whole module on accounting for business um but until you're actually in that position and running the event I think it's very very different
0: it is I would say that
1: the other main I know I I would say the other main thing that we do is um kind of just we tend to we've got a whole um kind of role within the committee so the people that run the um society and one of those roles is opportunities um coordinator so her role is literally just to be going out networking on behalf of the society finding opportunities and then distributing them to our members yeah and we get an awful lot like there's just so much all the time that's um, going out to our members and stuff like that um but you know there's like a lot of other smaller aspects of the um society above and beyond those two main roles we tend to work with um, a lot of companies to get put them in touch with people. So this is I'm kind of referring not to putting people in jobs here, but other things. So, for example, we had a meeting with a local festival last week, I think, or two weeks ago, where they are wanting to commission an economic impact report and what they're looking for students to help with that, because they know that students have the academic kind of skills to deliver that type of thing so that type of thing we get involved with putting them in touch with the right people um obviously we facilitate networking both within our membership and then with external organizations yeah and then as well i think something that it always feels really strange to me because it's hard to realize that you have advice that's worth giving sometimes but we get an awful lot of students coming to us saying hi can we get advice and what I will do or one of the team that are experienced and have delivered events is just sit down with them and say right here's what you need to do in order to achieve what you want to achieve and those can be students that aren't necessarily event students I've yeah. um, spoken to film students quite recently who are wanting mm-hmm. to do a bit of a film festival and they were like oh can we organize this within two weeks and I was like absolutely not a chance like <laughs> and you need to think about how you're going to fund it and stuff like that but then being able to point them in the right right direction and see that they now you know they've come in at the start and they're looking a wee bit like a deer lost in the headlights yeah. and then by the end of it they know exactly what they need to do um i think that's one of the big rules of um the society that we hadn't anticipated we would be doing when we first started the society yeah but yeah i would say that's pretty much it
0: I mean, pretty much it. That's a lot. (laughs) That's that's a fantastic tool and resource that the university has got and the students have got, which is just incredible. And you guys have obviously built it and established it, which is amazing. Um, Talk to me about any flagship events that you guys might have um, that you're really proud of and how they've supported students. Um, Is there anything that you're super proud of recently?
1: Yeah, I mean, we we tend to do... um, There's two recurring annual events that we... um, that we know are coming up every year so one of those is a event that we co-host with um alongside a charity that are based at the University of Edinburgh so they're not actually based at Napier but we work collaboratively with them a lot of our members end up being on the planning committee for that event yeah. and that event's called Meadows Marathon and it attracts a yeah. thousand runners to the medals in Edinburgh and that event I think is just it's worth its weight in gold in terms of the experience that it gives our students um, because there's within the committee there's the opportunity for them to progress so there, there's a hierarchy system that means that students can I mean I started I did it um, a few years ago I started a registration officer so I was yeah. in charge of sales um, and kind of customer care and stuff like that and then within that you have a vice coordinator who looks after the whole sponsorship marketing and partnerships um, sort of department or team um, and I did that role and then above that you have the coordinator um, and that that's, um, that's a role that I kind of skipped but now I'm a, a trustee for the charity that kind of run the um, marathon so I'm supporting in more of a kind of like offering advice and mentoring the team um where they need it i think over the past 18 months when um social contact's been so difficult it's been interesting we've not done well i mean we've the some of the events that we did over over the course of the pandemic were just so not what we were expecting to do so we kind of threw all of our efforts into professional development so before um, we were focusing a lot on connecting our members and stuff like that and we knew when COVID started we would need to kind of shift our focus um, from organizing nights out to organizing um kind of things that are really valuable for our members yeah so we did a range of online events that were kind of varied from we did an event called carving your career in events which was really really well received and then we also partnered with other societies so we partnered quite a lot with the student marketing society
0: okay yeah
1: um, and we did a young people in business and um, nice. kind of event with them and those were so well received and I think the reason for that is before that point we'd aimed all of our events at our members who you know I mean it's a big group but in terms of compared to the general public a very small group And we're yeah. saying, right guys get your tickets and stuff like that what doing the events online allowed us to do was just to open the doors anyone that wants to join can join yeah. and we had so many people like hundreds of students joining from like England and Wales and I just remember of like we were working on one of these events and thinking would have ever thought that this is where we would be Um, so that was one of the positive things that came out of the uh, pandemic I suppose but it then led to the event society brand being recognized by people up and down the country and us getting messages from students in England and stuff and all of a sudden we'd shifted away from being a nature university organization to being kind of just an organisation that was helping students across um, the UK so that was really 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 rewarding Um, but I think that now that um, things are opening up again we're definitely keeping that but a huge problem for students over the past year has been social isolation and I know that a lot of students have struggled with it I know a lot of the students personally that have struggled with it so we're focusing very heavily right now on making sure that students are seeing each other face-to-face so another one of the bigger big recurring events that we do annually is um, Business ball, and that's kind of just aimed at um, Napier business students so in our university and I understand that this isn't the case with all universities that do event management degrees is very much treated as a business degree so we operate within the business school and um, this event kind of reflects that we're aiming this towards um, business students but that attracts 350 students each year nice and that's just it's a big one because i think as well it is it's a night out at the end of the day and we do it in like a posh hotel and it's really really fun but as well as that i do remember every single year there's just like the networking that happens you're speaking to people that aren't from your course are still business and they still have like the same mindset as you yeah and I think i like to remember the conversations around the table just being really really interesting um at the past events so I would say that those are probably two of our, our kind of flagship ones and um
0: yeah, I mean they're, they're, they're superb. And I just want to come back and congratulate you on the fact that, you know, you started out as a university society, a specific university society, and you ended up touching the lives of so many students around the whole of the UK. And that is just incredible, isn't it? And something that I'm sure you're all very proud of. I know that I've heard of you guys as a society um as well, and that I'm outside of the sort of university realm. So you know, your your yeah. your scope and your reach is, is far fetched. So yeah, well done to you guys. Um I, and you talked there about evolving and you obviously started evolving you shifted and you changed the the focus during the pandemic and we're not out of the pandemic yet but we are we all recognize now we need to think about the fact that we do want that human connection we want physically to be together again yeah. so what's your plans you know going forward with the society how are you going to continue to evolve and, and meet the needs of students right now and what they want right now
1: yeah I mean I would say um that it's always obviously important to know your audience and um, we know that our members tend to fall into one of five categories I would say. Um, I mean you have the ones that are looking for a job in events and they join the society because they think that or they know that we'll be able to provide them with the tools to achieve that and the opportunities. There's the ones that don't necessarily want a job in events But think that events are really fun and they just want to get a wee bit of hands-on experience with student events. Um there's certain people that don't aren't care, don't care about events, but know that we offer a few, we do offer um event-specific perks. So as I was talking about with the business ball, you know, there's people that want the pre-sale access to tickets or they want we give them the best seats in the house at a business ball and stuff like that. So there's there's the people that I like to think of them as the people that are of financially savvy because your membership's only five pound but if you are claiming the rewards of being an event society member then the um financial gain that you have is much greater than five pound um and then you have people that want to socialize so that's the, the fourth group they're just wanting the nights out and stuff like that And then you get the all-rounder. So that's the person that wants a wee bit of everything. Yeah, We need to make sure that we're balancing what we're providing to make sure that all of those five groups are satisfied. As I mentioned this year, we are definitely focusing more on bringing people together to try and kind of stop that social isolation as Mm -hmm. much. Um, I'm not sure how uh, what other universities are like this year. I've not not actually spoken to any uh, students from other unis this year about how they're delivering their classes. But yeah. for Napier, we are still hybrid. A lot of my classes are online. I think it tends to be the lectures are online and the tutorials, the smaller things are still on campus. Yeah. But it means that, I mean, there's a whole kind of cohort of students that started in the pandemic and don't know their... Like the course mates that they're with yeah and even now that they're back in uni because it's not the first day anymore they feel really awkward being in a classroom sitting in a classroom with people and thinking how do i start speaking to you because we know we've seen each other's names on microsoft teams over the past year now we're at that awkward point where it's like have i left it too late to introduce (laughs) myself to you yeah so i think we like we're wanting to encourage students to, to bond because I know that there's so many of them the first and the second years have struggled to do that over over the past year so yeah I would say that's kind of how we're evolving this year to suit the changing needs of our members but it's going to change every year the same way that last year we changed our our focus to professional development because we knew that that's kind of what our members wanted and it was kind of the only thing that we could offer yeah i'm sure next year they'll be looking at something else i think we do need to remember that we need to strike an equilibrium between so- social nights out and still offering them uh, their opportunities and the tools that they need to succeed in their career so you know that's why i've got a really strong team in place and um some of them focus on the night out aspect and then others focus on opportunities and, and the career development aspect of things.
0: Yeah, I love your strategy. Actually, you've got you've got a, I mean, it makes sense because you are obviously working, like you say, within the business department as well as an event management degree. But yeah, you have you are thinking about that strategy behind it as well, which is, yeah, it's very pleasing to hear. And um, I'm going to change course just slightly for the next question, because I think, you know, I, I'd be silly not to. I've got a very up and coming young event student here yourself and um and you're surrounded by them that are all you know highly intelligent working within the event you know working within the events industry and also studying within the events industry so I'm, I'm interested to hear about like what do you think from an events industry worldwide globally or UK based what do you think the current trends are or what what do you guys want to see in the foot in the future around events what's new what's fresh um where do you want it to go
1: um I think I mean there's the obvious big elephant in the room there's tech I think and hybrid events and uh, that side of things I think that's something that we are just I mean certain uh, event managers are absolutely embracing it Um, I think the ones that aren't embracing it are going to have to learn to embrace um, hybrid events in particular I think that is where we're heading and I think that's where the whole industry is going but i would say that within students um there's one thing that stands out in my mind and that's sustainability yeah students um and young people as a whole i think we love sustainability we love knowing that um what we're doing isn't going to isn't kind of gonna have a massive carbon footprint or isn't gonna have negative consequences Um, And I would say that any event managers that are currently overlooking this absolutely need to stop overlooking it. Um, I think events can have such a huge carbon footprint if we're not, if you aren't actively putting mitigations in place, events do have a big carbon footprint. That's just the way it is. So I think we need to be making sure that, we're putting in efforts to make sure that we are mitigating that. I think as well, there's been so many innovative and interesting ways that, that people have come at uh, addressing sustainability, like for Meadows Marathon, the student event that I was talking about earlier, you know, there's, there were so many smart ways that we stop, um, for example, print material from going to landfill, whether it be just putting one qr code somewhere that that people can scan and then it brings up all of the documents that they need yeah or you know through partnerships there was a really really good organization called um trees not teas that we partnered with for meadows marathon and basically we gave people the option um at the point of purchase whether or not they actually wanted their branded t-shirt like a lot of runners um don't actually want well we found out that a lot of runners do not want the brandy t-shirt yeah. they would rather have the tree planted instead and i think things like that they're there but you need to you need to harness them you need to see them and you need to um interact with them um in order to make sure that you're kind of remaining sustainable i would say for conferences in particular and exhibitions those i've, I've just i've heard horror stories about Um, the amount of waste that's produced at the end of one of those so yeah
0: yeah, I think every event, um, you, you're right to call out conferences and exhibitions, absolutely, the amount of promotional literature and merchandise and stand builds and whatever else that comes out of this is, one, is single use, isn't it? And it's gone and it's, it's forgotten about the next day or whatever, I think you're absolutely Nick. right. It's looking to waste to, ways to um, mitigate that and think about that. The carbon footprint in terms of travel and things need to be thought, thought through as well for international events and, and that hybrid yeah. model will hopefully help support that. But I'm so pleased that you called out sustainability. Because I think it's, I've talked about it a lot on the podcast and we, we assume it's what I'm, going to, I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm a lot, obviously a lot older. I'm going to say you youngsters, you you up and coming events managers, it is what you want and it is so important. So we've all got to play our part and we can do in every single event that we do. And yeah. I'm going to start to wrap it up, Um, but I've got, Um, I will come on to my final question, I think, because you're quite an interesting character, Brody. I, I really think you are one to watch out for in the future. Um, And I want to know, Um, what does the future look like for you? What, what are your dreams? If you don't mind sharing, of course, what are your sort of dreams and aspirations?
1: I think that's kind of as a fourth year student that's just finishing university I think that's what everyone's asking me right now is yeah. what next and um, I think I'm I mean I'm not massively sure So I currently work in marketing and I love my job like I love doing marketing so potentially some rates both so I could go thinking maybe brand activations or experiential marketing mm. where you're um you know there's an element of event management but you're also doing marketing alongside it I think in terms of my like big picture goals I want to travel um so I think I'm probably going to relocate after I finish university potentially down south somewhere um maybe to Cornwall yeah come know. down
0: to Cornwall <laughs>
1: um I'm not sure I think I, I definitely I think I want to travel I know I want to travel I want to um kind of go abroad and stuff like that but yeah and then I think we've already started making plans for the handover of the society so you know I'm very confident that that will remain a strong organization after I leave I'm going to struggle to hand it over because it is kind of my baby but yeah um you know, the, the guy that founded it before me, he struggled as well handing over to me. So I think you, you just get really emotionally attached of course. to it. But yeah, no, I think that's I'm afraid I, I don't really know what's what's next for me. Hey. But.
0: I think if we a couple of things there I think you and obviously the guy before you have, have set up a really huge legacy around this society and you know I'm sure the recruitment process and the handover will be robust and it will continue to fly I'm sure it will and, and then and the people that take it on after you will want to continue the success of that so yeah and I know it'll be hard to hand it over but you know you'll do a good job of handing it over I'm sure and I think what we could do is come back to our conversation at the very beginning and then remind ourselves that when you finished in school you didn't know what you wanted to do and you exactly. felt Exactly. And you went into events, so you don't have to yeah. make massive decisions right now around that. You can go off, you can travel. I mean, for you, anywhere is down south, isn't it? So if you come down just a little, you are in Scotland. <laughs> so, I know. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. you can tra- just travel, just you know, explore, experience the world, and use all of your knowledge and skills and experience that you've got, and and you will know, you will find out what you want to do. It will come to you. So yeah, don't Absolutely. don't stress yourself over it.
1: Yeah, no, I think I think having a general plan is good but I think if you try to micro plan everything then I think there's a there's an element of oh no I'm I'm deviating from my plan that that if you if you don't make a plan then you can't deviate from it so yeah yeah, I think generally I, I know where I want to go but I don't have a point-by-point
0: point plan for you don't need it you absolutely don't need it life is all of the life is a journey isn't it we're getting exactly. very phil- philosophical right now aren't we <laughs> so Brody I've got a funny feeling that some of my listeners would like to find out more about you so um is there any do you do you do social media have you got any handles or anything or is there a, um, a website around um, the society where can we send people to find out more about you and the society
1: yeah so um, if you are looking for anything to do with the society it is Ednap Events um, and that's the same across all platforms um, and then the website's ednapevents.com um, if you're looking for me I am Brody Sutton on LinkedIn but then Brody A Sutton on Twitter probably more of a LinkedIn user than I am Twitter but yeah. that's um that's kind of where you can find me.
0: Brilliant. Brody, this has been a pleasure. So thank you very much for your time. And I'm going to wish you all the best for the future and also for the society. Um, Thank you very much.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me on.
0: See, I told you you were going to enjoy this one. Brody, thank you so much for squeezing me into your very, very busy schedule. You have so much on and I really appreciate your time and all of your insight. And I hope we get to speak again soon if you too was inspired by Brody and have any questions that you'd like to ask him or reach out to him for, then please do get in touch. He will love to hear from you. I'm sure of that. And likewise, if you want to get in touch with me, you can always find me on my socials. That's Kelly Frew. And also my contact details are on my website, which is storymakerevents.com come and join the events for breakfast podcast community we are on linkedin we're on twitter and we are on instagram so please do join us and don't forget to subscribe for the podcast so that it drops into your podcast provider every week and you don't have to search for us please do take care of yourselves we are back next week for more bye for now